Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 119 of So What's Been Happening. It's Tuesday, the 14th of November. Uh, this completes a couple uh, we've done back to back um, last night. Um, it was a great chat with Matt Malone and the Holy Spirits. Um, and we've got a couple of good ones coming up for next week, so they'll be announced uh, shortly. Uh, and just before we kick off with St. Victoire, uh, I believe I'm hopefully pronouncing that right, but I'm sure Heidi's going to tell me where, whether I've got it right finally. Um, I came across uh, Heidi a few years ago now um, at a gig at the corner, actually, in the picture behind me. Pretty sure it was a corner for an album launch, uh, Timothy Wolf uh, and the Howlers which was a killer gig, mind you. Um, Riley Catherall and Steph Strings opened for the night. So, um, yeah, that's where I first came across Heidi's voice um, and then kind of looked around and found out who she was. Believe me, I didn't stalk her. Uh, trust me. So I found her through an Instagram post linked to other people and she was doing some things there. Um, just acoustic um, straight into the into Instagram and things like that and, and came across her beautiful voice and guitar. Um, what an incredible talent. So we'll talk to her shortly. Um, but just before you do, a couple of gigs for this week that we normally promote. Um, Joyce Pressure tomorrow night at the Drunken Poet. Uh, this is a free gig, wine, whiskey and women. So make sure you get down to uh, see Joyce perform. Some nice, beautiful folk uh, from Joyce. And then... Thursday night is the opening at George Lane of a new graffiti piece that's been done in that lane, or art, artwork in that laneway. Um, and it's inspired by the first song that G Flip ever did. So there you go. There's a bit, uh, bit of background for you. And Delsinki and Brooke Taylor are going to play uh, afterwards at the George, George Lane. So make sure you get down to that one. Uh, Friday night, there's two gigs, a couple of choice there. Uh, Ash Naylor, uh, album launch, the second instrumental album launch. This is going to be at Brunswick Ballroom. Um, this is look like it's going to sell out, so it's going to be pretty packed uh, there. But get along, um, Ash Naylor. Obviously, The Church, Paul Kelly, even Rockwiz. Uh, Ash is kind of what he's not in um, is easier to probably list. Uh, and also, we've got uh, Friday night down at George Lane again, um, Luke Sinclair set. Um, Sean McMahon um, following up there. And just to touch on album of the week that's just been released is Al Matcott. Uh, if you don't know this young man, he's an absolute star. So uh, great band, great lineup. Um, his new or debut album called Summer's Coming. And there's a little sneaky pick of Al holding up the record. So there you go. Um, all right. It is, as I mentioned, Tuesday night episode 119 of so what's been happening we're going to bring up heidi now but before we do sorry um i just wanted to uh, do a very quick wrap on the weekend with uh luli palooza uh, if you don't know what luli palooza is it's a festival run by luli tavern in abbotsford this is about the third year this has been done um thanks to um asia who's gave me a little video today to play uh, i thought this was a really good kind of snippet of um about 10 band, 10 more than 10 bands that played on the day. So here you go, Luli Palooza. There you go. Thanks to Asia Taylor for supplying that video. Um, it was headlined by Coffin and also the Murlocs. So you're yeah, absolute madness. Um, a definite uh, 
and thanks to Full Flower Moon Band, who were absolutely awesome. And I reckon the star of the entire festival was Leroy McQueen, uh, who debuted with his band. So that was that was huge. That was great to see. So, all right, without further ado, I've dragged it on long enough. Let's bring her out. Um, let's bring her up. Hayley Allison. Sorry, Heidi Allison. My apologies. I knew I'd do that. How are you? Hey, how are you going? Good. Thanks for joining Bye. us. I've actually been called Haley by so many people my whole life. So <laughs> I, I bet you have. That's rather embarrassing, though. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> firstly, welcome and joining us, uh, episode 119. Um, just a little bit of history on this. This wasn't supposed to go past episode number one. This was very much a lockdown uh, chat with a couple of mates. Um, ended up going live on Facebook one day with a music friend of ours who, as you know, the music industry got shut down probably and hit the hardest during that time. Um, and it really became a chat about how everyone was feeling uh, and what we we're going to do to try and get through this period of the unknown uncertainty. Um, and it probably went for about 20 episodes after that of different bands and people around the world that we had a chat to, talked footy, talked all sorts of things along the way. So it was a bit of a fun time and in such a bad time. Um, but for a lot of people in the music industry, uh, we decided to just keep this going afterwards. And 100 odd episodes later, we're still rolling along. So thanks for joining us. And it's great to reconnect and connect with people like yourself, Heidi, um, and understand a little bit about your journey, where you've come from and where you're kind of heading and an exciting time for you with a new release for sure. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And I feel like just after already this early introduction with you, I feel like I want to just be a fan of you because I think what you're doing for musicians is awesome. And um, uh, yeah, just the fact that you are seeing that there's a need there for, um, I guess, an outlet for musicians to be able to just talk through some of the stuff that they've been through as well. And um, especially through COVID was, was one of the roughest times, I reckon, musos especially in in Melbourne, I think, would have experienced. And so thanks heaps for what you're doing as well. No worries. Appreciate those kind words. Um, all right, we're going to kick off a little bit of a weird spot, but we're going to start off with who was on the radio as you were driving home from wherever you were out today? Give me give me oh, one yeah. band, one song you remember and you sung along to, or was it on the, was it on, um, was it on the radio or was it, uh, you know, played through, uh, digital, another digital outlet. Uh, I well, I just came home from the gym before and um, was actually listening to the Kid Leroy's new album that he put out. Right. I'm not sure if it was out today or it's this week sometime. And I just Very yeah, fresh. yeah, thought I'd I'd give it a, a spin and about halfway through because it doesn't take me that long to get get yeah. back. Um, so I couldn't tell you what the songs are all called because I was driving and. Just no worries. It's actually really good. Yeah. Great. Good. Good first first impressions for sure. Um, not all albums are first listens. Let's face it, are they? So um, that's great to hear. Mm. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Uh, have you got genre? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you got your? Have you got a gym playlist? Uh, I want to say yes, but I'm actually a bit of a massive nerd, so I I watch anime. <laughs> I'm on the treadmill. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, um, so I'm watching Jujutsu Kaisen at the moment. If anybody knows what that is, it's um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. If there you go. 
<laughs> Always you're honest. Perfect. That's that's where we want to start. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's take us back a little bit um, to your kind of growing up as a young youngster. Um, this can be at any age, but kind of what's your first real memory of music and played at home potentially? Well, who was it? Um, and what was playing in the house at the time? My earliest memories. So my older brother was learning guitar. Um, he must have been old. He's like 16 or 18 months older than me, somewhere around there. Um, I think he was learning guitar and I must have been about four years old or something. And I really remember vividly um, he was learning Locomotion by Kylie Minogue. Yeah. And, um, and so I remember mum would drop him off at the guitar lesson and I would kind of just loiter around the outside and, and listen to what they were doing and then he'd bring it home and start playing. And so we had little cassettes. Um, little cassette player that you could record on. Do you remember how you could just yeah yeah record yep. your anything like that from home? And um, so we have a little recording of me just being like everybody's now, and I had like a little British accent as well for some reason. Um, um, yeah, just recording locomotion. But um, so that's probably my earliest memory. But it wasn't really what we listened to at home. Um. My mum especially had, she was really into country, um, but like the country classics. So we had this cassette that was, um, it was a mixtape of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, Tammy Wynette, Patsy Cline, I'm trying to remember who else was on there. Um, there was even like a little bit of Elvis on there. And I literally just like listened to that tape until it was chewed and mum used to be like, turn this tape off. I'm so sick of these songs, but I was, I was obsessed and I was just this little kid singing like D I V O R C E and things like yeah. that. Around the house. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I especially gravitated towards Tammy Wynette. Um, I loved her, her voice yeah. and all of the songs, whether she wrote them or not, I don't even know, but yeah, mainly yeah. that. Yeah. Can really identify some of those in, in amongst your influences for sure. Um, yeah. So some of those never leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my ghosts. I'm not mad about it. So. Yeah. And what was the last kind of album that you remember of listening all the way through? Because we don't really get a chance to sit down and potentially listen all mm. the way through the albums. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do it a fair bit, but I I work at a cafe, so um, often we just put albums on and and we listen. To the whole thing um yep. trying to think what we listened to today uh we actually listened to angie mcmahon's new album today at work okay. and i think that flowed into uh what were we listening to after that um folk bitch trio after yeah, that nice. so it was yeah we had it went through that until um we put on christmas carols just for fun as well <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we listened through their whole albums um i i listened to like Sam Fender and Holly Humberstone at the moment, I've I've listened to their albums fully on repeat so many times yep. that I can't get sick of them. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably the main ones at the moment. Beautiful. All right. Um, what are you going to do? You've been kind enough to play us maybe a couple of songs tonight. So we're going to kind of have a quick break there and we're going to get you to play something for us. Tell us a little bit about it first um, and then we'll get you to play it. Here's a little guitar that I prepared for. Um... Uh, oh, what should I play first? My play, so 
We released a single recently called Foreigner. And um, yeah, I might start there. I'm just going to put it up a little bit as well tonight. So. Go for it. Take me back to walking down Cuba Mall, Wellington Highwood Eve. Is it coming out somewhere before the cold, cold air? Tailing me out. Then I heard a voice behind me sing Come back again By a little door I entered in Climbed a staircase to the stars And then a dark stage beyond the bar Stood a jewel singing John Yes, that was a happy time, a happy time for me. Till the darker days came rolling in, loving welcome company. Yes, that was a happy time, happy time for me. Now my heart, it aches with goodbye. So I sing happy songs. To forget that I'm unhappy I'm alone with my thoughts I only cry There are dreams that I once had But they're far off now In my heart it aches with goodbye My mother and my father well Long gone now, my mother and my father, they gone. And they didn't leave me nothing but a blind world and stumbled in. And my dream of mine still lost within the I feel like a foreigner wherever I am Like I'm coming up from no man's land And whenever I speak they don't seem to understand And when I sing they only seem to cry So I sing happy songs to forget that I'm unhappy. I'm alone with my thoughts, I only cry. There are dreams that I once had, but they're far off now. And my heart, it aches Yeah, that was beautiful. Foreigner. Thank you.
<laughs> That's a powerful song. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. Um, I know a little bit of the backstory only because I've read a little bit about it, but it's better to hear it from you. Um, tell us a little bit about that song um, and some incredible lyrics in there, mind you. So just tell us a little story about how that came about. Um, yeah, there's a, there is a bit of backstory to this one. It was a very, very important song I felt for me to write. Um, so the, the story really begins with my mum's story. She was 17 years old when she left Cambodia and this was just at the, the time. So she'd been through the civil war there and then, um, won a scholarship to go to New Zealand to study. And it happened to be just at the point in time when, uh, the Pol Pot regime or the Khmer Rouge took over in, in Cambodia. And so her her parents stayed behind and she went she went to New Zealand. And so the lyrics at the beginning of the song were really from my mum reminiscing to me at the kitchen table one night and telling me how when she first arrived in Wellington, she had, um, like, her memories are really fond of that time. And she, um, yeah, she just felt like that was one of the best best times that she'd lived through where she felt like everything was fun and beautiful and, and going and listening to live music in Cuba Mall and things like that. And then it was shortly after that time that she found out that her mum had actually died. Um, they'd, they'd had to flee into the forest and she couldn't survive. She starved to death pretty much. And so my mum found out she couldn't return to Cambodia and, um, and then she wasn't reunited with her dad until 36 years later when she finally returned. And um, I think hearing that story from her and, and her just talking about the feeling of displacement that she's had throughout her entire life, going from New Zealand and ending up in Australia and marrying my dad and, um, and still feeling like she never really had the opportunity to, to do the things in life that she really wanted to do because it was a lot of it was connected to home and um and then yeah as she was talking about it it, it well the the first two verses are pretty much word for word what she was saying at the, at the kitchen table and then i kind of embellished a bit on the rest of it but inserted a bit of my own story because i also had a lot of that that feeling and have grown up with that feeling of um yeah just feeling like a foreigner even though you're surrounded by friends and family and people that you know, but you don't always feel like you really belong. And um, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've ever experienced it as well, but um, just that there's that that feeling inside where you're like something is not quite fitting. Like I don't even when I speak or um, some of the poetry I've done or songs that I write or whatever, what kind of hobby you might be into doesn't always get met or feel understood by other people. So. I really wanted to represent that in the song as well. And um, yeah, and then having gone through COVID too, so many people had dreams that were really shattered in that in that time too. So all of that and then, yeah, seeing how it's not just my mum and it's not just me, but many people have experienced that in their life. And so, yeah, that's, I could probably talk about it all day really, but <laughs> um, nice. that's the short version of it, um, why, I, yeah. why I like that song, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that because it's uh, it's an incredibly powerful, uh, moving situation that so many families faced, uh, generally not so much at our age, but mm. much older than us. Uh, we are so appreciative of what they went through. Um, 
and can't even really fathom how bad it really was uh, to have to have to have done that um, and flee, give everything, move everything and flee and not potentially see relatives uh, like she did mm. 30 plus years ago. I mean, um, later, that's just absolute crazy if you got to see them at all in some instances. So, um, but you're right, there's so many connecting blocks um, amongst that of you're right, uh, whether it be at gigs around people, uh, surrounded by people um, that you kind of don't feel like you really fit into their life or their community, or you may feel a little bit different to them. Maybe I I think because we judge ourselves so much internally now, yeah, um, it's probably not that we don't fit in. We just don't think we fit in. Um, yeah, that's so, right. It's a lot of our own perception here. Yeah. yeah. But I think one of the most beautiful things is uh, the journey of music and a gift uh, like that that you've been given uh, to be a storyteller um, as well as uh, being able to communicate that with your voice uh, and a guitar is an incredible gift uh, Heidi so please um, I know you want to keep pushing this and, and you're back with a vengeance uh, this time uh, after a little quiet period uh, time yeah. some time off we say but you've really hit the ground running now um, and I think full of momentum given um, your little gig you had uh, not that long ago um, at the Gasso. Yeah. Uh, this was a great one. Uh, sadly, I didn't make it. I had every intention of getting there, but I heard some great things and saw some great footage. And it's one of those beautiful venues um, that just has that mirror ball um, and has some kind of like star lights that kind of just shine around the room. And with being in there with some good friends, uh, and playing some good music in with a great friends and band. Uh, this must have been a really important one for you. Yeah, uh, it was that one. I was just stoked to be able to play that show. Um, I think especially because we'd waited so long to put Foreigner out and I was like, I just want to play um, something to celebrate this. And yeah, the band that I play with, I feel so incredibly blessed and like you know when you just pinch yourself you're like how did I end up with these people wanting yeah. to play yeah. with me like I just I feel like I'm the fan in the band all the time I'm like guys you're so amazing and they have um yeah like to be able to play shows like this with them I couldn't think of anything better like we all love each other heaps and we um yeah, yeah we just have so much fun and yeah I also was really just overwhelmed by the just the support that we had from the audience as well. Like people really showed up in a way that I didn't anticipate. And also they were just there as well. Like, you know, sometimes you play a show mm -hmm. and everybody kind of chats through the whole thing or something. And yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so I think it was really nice to see that they were really attentive, uh, attentive to the, the songs and yeah, felt really felt loved and supported in that show. And so that was a special one for me and um, yeah, I I don't think I'll I'll ever forget that show. It was just yeah, it was such a great yeah. great time for us. So yeah, as you shouldn't as you shouldn't forget it, and that pays kind of homage to you know what you've been able to put together, uh, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, um, and also the incredible artists that you've got on stage with you. Um, people are attentive at good shows that are around good people. So. Um, what a great way to cap off uh, a beautiful song to finally get it out into the world. Mm -hmm. I know uh, I kind of read a little script that you had written um, that mentioned um, that you've just wanted to put it out perfect and you just wanted to have it right. And when was the right time and 
paying, you know, um, the best respect you could to, to your mum's story. So um, well done on finally getting it out there and we'll make sure we try and push it as hard as we can to anyone that will ever listen to me. Trust me, uh, they're going to know about this song because it's beautiful. Well done. Thank you so much. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's let's flash back a little bit to sadly a couple of shows that probably got then postponed uh, previous to that uh, back a little while ago. This was pre-COVID and then kind of the COVID lockdowns and all that happened. That was uh, was this one of the workers. This got rescheduled, I think, about three times from memory. Was that right? Um, I think it was something like that. Three. Yeah. Well, I think we got the fourth. The fourth date happened. That was the one that we eventually yeah. did. Yeah. Yep. And, and it was so good to finally play that show. Because that, that one was the EP launch. And I think it was almost oh, yeah. a year after the EP had been released that we got to play the launch for it. So it wasn't really a launch anymore. It had been out, um, yeah, for, for nearly a year, I think. And but it was kind of nice because, um, you know, like hindsight is such a good thing when you when you find out later on that if we'd played the show like exactly when the EP had come out, we wouldn't have had a ton of the songs that we had ready to go by the time we did play it. Um, I wrote a lot during that that few months. Um, yep. Was it like eight or nine months of the show being postponed? And yeah. Um, and, yeah, we had plenty of time to work with the band and get the songs to a, a much better place than they would have been if we'd, we'd kind of just gone ahead when, when we had the first date. So, yeah, so I feel really like you, sometimes you feel devastated in the moment, but then later on you just see that there, there were really good things that came out of, of stuff that was hard. So, yep. yeah. yeah. Well, uh, two beautiful rooms to play in uh, also in Melbourne. We're incredibly lucky to play the Workers' Club. That little back room is is a magic little bar um, at the back there and also obviously the, we mentioned the Gasso as well. But um, we'll get you to play something else now and then we'll just have a little chat about your songwriting um, and how you kind of go about your songwriting. Yeah. Um, hmm. I haven't even like fully decided what what to play next. I think I'll maybe I'll play I'll play one of the first songs that I wrote that kind of led to. Sorry, I'm just tuning for a sec. You're right. No problem. Victoire. Really, one of the the very earliest songs. Um, just gotta make sure I remember how to play it. Yep, I do. <laughs> this song is "Get Free from It All." Beautiful. seen a world like this I've never been dry like this I've never walked a guy like this Then I smoke But I don't Feel the fire Now I'm worried about the other life This company will keep like God, this, but it's not what it died. Then we float, but we 
caught me a couple of times then with an almost end oh uh, yeah. yeah i do that sometimes too. <laughs> that happened the other night um everybody started clapping and i was like oh there's still <laughs> not yet yeah <laughs> yep. uh, beautiful yeah fantastic thank you um tell us a little bit about the songwriting process for you and kind of how you've done it so far um yeah. and now in conjunction with being a band uh and extending kind of past the life as a as a sing as a single artist, effectively, um, or a solo artist. How do you, how are you kind of going about your journey now with songwriting? Um, well, most of the songs that I've write, uh, if they're ones that I keep, they sort of kind of happen very easily. I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain the process too much. Except often I I dream the songs before I write them. So. Um, mm -hmm. It's most of my songs are written in the morning actually because it'll be while I'm sleeping I hear myself 
performing a song and so then I'll wake up and quickly write everything down, run to the guitar and play it. Um, or other times they kind of hit me at really inconvenient moments like when I'm driving or something and you're like, hey Siri, make a voice memo and just try and um, put down everything that I can while I'm driving. Um, but yeah, it's, it's often in the morning um, or when, you know, I think it's possibly because that's when you have the freshest mind and, um, mm. and I try and I try and process a lot and let go of a lot at the end of the day and do like a, a daily analysis so that my, I sleep well. And then when I wake up, I don't really have much on my brain. So, um, yeah. I think that's where the creativity kind of comes from. Uh, and yeah, usually I'll, it'll be like on a day where I'm not at work and I'm at home and, um, and I'll quickly put a song down and, if it takes me more than 20 minutes to write it, I usually throw it away because it's like, yeah, right. Right. Um, I feel like the way that I want to write songs is that it feels intuitive and that the melodies feel like they, um, it's a natural place for them to go and the lyrics go in a natural place. And so it's kind of more of, writing is like a listening activity for me where I try and hear what's, what's next and then I put it down. So it's a biz it feels bizarre because often I write songs and I'm like, I feel like I didn't write that. It feels like yeah. I was given these songs. Um, and yeah, probably Foreigner is the main one that I I didn't write in the morning because my mum my was telling me the story and so I was just writing that in my notes while she was talking, writing her words down and then I got home and then my, my housemate went to get coffee and um, and by the time she went to the coffee shop and came back, I just finished the lyrics and put a melody to it. And was like, this is the song. Um, but then when I take it to the band, um, they, the guys are so good at um, interpreting what's in my head into their instruments. And I think they really understand like my influences and my styles. And so they all just really, respect that um so a lot of the instrumentation is written by the band and we all do it collectively and i'll be like oh yeah this is kind of like the artist that i'm i'm wanting to reference for this song and they all just play it like straight away so and then we're like oh yeah this is really good um so it, it does help that they are they are all incredibly talented um I sure I, this is just magical you guys just did it again so um yeah. it's I love rehearsals, especially when putting songs together and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. How um, how magic to, is it to have that now as a band? Uh, incredible artists. I mean, let's face it, um, mm. I'll get you to introduce them mm. uh, in a second, but they're truly world-class, some of these mm. guys, not all of them uh, in mm. this band. Uh, you're incredibly lucky, but like I said, you surround yourself with good people, um, and if your songs can get a lease of life, uh, and be, it's incredible that some people just know what to play when. Mm. Um, and sometimes a lot less is more. Uh, yeah. In some cases. So just tell us a little bit about, about this beautiful band. Yeah. So, um, well, the first person I would talk about is Jono. So he plays keys and he's actually my husband as well. Which you have to mention him first. <laughs> past year. Uh, so it's just been a year since we got married. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been lots of fun. Um, and I think 
ever since we've know like we've done a lot of performance and music stuff growing up um I've known him pretty much my whole life and I think he's I've just always admired him more than anyone else's uh keys player and so um yeah, I didn't marry him so that he would be in my band, but I would say that it's a really huge bonus that he can't say no anymore. Um, yeah, he yeah, he's always been someone that I've felt um, even before we were together years ago. We we always wrote songs together, and um, he's always been a voice and a person that I've trusted in music, and has really really good taste and is very good at being honest with me when something doesn't sound good. He's like, don't put that in. And I'm just like, thank you for being that honest um, person to me. Um, yeah, he's the one who's got the real good music taste out of us, but yeah. Um, and then um, we, so initially, I'm trying to think how, what order to say everybody and everyone's just awesome, but. Um, they won't Ryan, be judged now by, by the order yeah, that happens now, yeah, they're not judged, okay. Um, we yeah. have Graham King on the drums, and he's one of those people that plays in many bands. <laughs> he's like probably in, if you know of the band, he's probably in it. Um, but it's been really nice because he he um, is a really good friend and was like, I will prioritize you. And so I'm just trying to hold That's it. That's nice to hear. Don't, don't run away to other to the <laughs> band. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he and... Uh, and then there's Sam Tinsley, who's on the bass as well. The four of us have played shows for a really long time together, just not like not saying big to our stuff, but just like we're, we're playing in a prison in a few weeks and things like that. Like we, we like to go and play shows um, wherever we can. And yep. um, and yeah, and people have, had mentioned to us years ago, they were like, when you guys play together, you have, uh, they were like, it's like you have soul ties or something. And, and so we've always joked that we're called soul ties, like the four of us. And um, yeah, and so we've all been playing together for so long that it, it feels really easy and they're like brothers to me. So um, yeah. that was, as soon as St. Victor started, I was like, of course, I'm going to ask these guys to play. Um, and then, yeah, we just um, got really lucky with Timothy Wolf as well, um, joining the band and jumping on electric and and vocals as well. And like you've had him on the show before as well. And mm. and yeah, so you've heard his voice and he's incredible. And so oh. I think that was someone um, we we met playing at a wedding for someone. So he was doing all the music and then someone asked me to sing them down the aisle. So that was how we ended up meeting because we had to work on a song and then um, someone at the wedding was like, you guys should do, like, you should get him to help you with your band, or like, be in your band. I was like, there's no way he will ever, <laughs> yeah. ever. He's too busy. He's too famous. Like, he would never want to help us out. And um, funnily enough, he was stuck around. So, <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's made a huge contribution. Um, he has really great ideas around crafting songs. And, um, yeah, and so while we've been building all of the music and stuff, um, yeah, really appreciated his input and he puts in a lot of time and, and effort as well. So, yeah, that is that is the band. Um, we've had visitors, <laughs> little guest yeah. appearances as well. Um, at the Gasso was really great too. We had Aiden. Um, oh, gosh, I can't even think of his last name. But anyway, Aiden. On the <laughs> saxophone. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, so you might hear a track 
a, a bit of a live track from that show, um, hopefully before the end of the year that, that we'll release that's got, got some fun sacks as well. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you, you talked about some beautiful souls and Timothy Wolf is definitely one of those. Um, mm. Incredible talent. Absolutely mm. incredible talent. Um, yeah. I don't think he realises how big a good a talent he is and how what how amazing he really is um maybe that's what yeah i do totally i totally agree that your voices um really match to in respect of uh that uh incredible range he's got um mm, yeah 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 that falsetto and, and one of those uh you talk about moments in shows um and you know kind of had one of those moments just before when you first started and it's one of those first times you hear your voice it just grabs you, you know, and makes you instantly breathless. Uh, and they're those, they're those really good moments um, as a music listener. So thanks for doing that. And I definitely get that with Timothy and a few other artists that we've had. Uh, Karen Fields is another one. Matt Joe Gow, who are all kind of in that Americana, folky country scene that are doing some great things. So uh, congratulations on everything you're doing. Uh, tell us a little bit about more. What have you got coming up? I know you've got a gig December 7. Mm -hmm. uh, Berkey Band Room, Berkey Band Room, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to play this show too because I'm a huge fan of Sydney. Um, so I, I think I was just like, ah, I, I want to play the show just so I can watch you, <laughs> really. Yeah, um, she's, she is incredible. And, um, yeah, I think, again, one of those artists where you watch them and it's like you're just watching something magical happening in front of you like she's she is incredibly talented so i feel very lucky and um and cat edwards is playing as well that night so it's gonna be i'm gonna have to yeah try and contain myself they're amazing artists so um yeah so i'll be playing that one solo which will be my only my second ever solo show that i will have done the last one that i did was the tim's tim Timothy Wolf's tour in um, Bendigo, and I think we played to like yep. ten people. <laughs> well, I played to his whole band, which was very daunting, and then, and yeah, then right. a few others. It was a it was a cute little spot there. Um, yep. So I haven't played a solo show since then, and yeah, would, would love people to come and hold my hand while I do that. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. And you had one, you had one just on the weekend, I think it was, or just before. Yeah, um, yeah I played so far. Sounds. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that concept, um, Sofa Sounds, how it comes yeah. up. It's quite an intimate uh, little underground scene. Uh, yeah. put together. These are great gigs. Oh, honestly, it's it's like the sickest thing that I've been to, I reckon. Like I, I've watched it on YouTube over mm. the years and always thought I would love to have the opportunity to play one of these shows. So I was – honestly, I, I did cry when I got the email inviting us to play. I was just like, yeah, right. oh, I've always wanted to do this. So um, anyway, they they put on these really intimate shows that are somewhere between, I think the spaces are like between 20 or 30 people to um, up to, I guess some venues could hold 100 people, but it's, it's meant to be quite intimate. Um, and they're very strict about um, like not talking during the songs and um, and really paying attention to the artists and, I love that they've created that environment where everyone understands the rules and they really respect it. Um, mm. And nobody, as far as I know, it's a it's a secret who the artists are up until they get up to perform. So 
Um, so people are really kind of similar to you actually just really about the music and, and wanting to get like whatever new artists they can um, yeah. just into their repertoire of, of everything that they are fans of. And so it's a really good place to discover new music. And um, yeah, and so I think as an artist, it was, it just felt so nice to not have that pressure of trying to sell tickets, for example, because mm. everyone's just buying the tickets because they want to be there. They don't, yeah. it's not like an ego kind of activity. It just feels like there's no, there's, it's not about you if you don't sell, if the tickets don't sell out, it's not your fault. So I yeah. think having that pressure taken off also just made it feel so nice to be there and, and to play. Um, yeah, so I, I love what they're doing and I, I hope it keeps going for forever. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've been incredibly lucky to play. Well, not just lucky, uh, you make your own luck to some degree, but you've been lucky to have some pretty full venues uh, recently that's not always the case and that's getting harder and harder to do uh, mm. at the moment there's so many gigs look we are blessed uh, here in Melbourne that's for sure some unbelievable venues um, we've touched on f three or four Bergie band rooms another one that's just popped mm. up as kind of a little new uh, setup it used to be just a little arch uh, in that little room there in the front bar um, which was amazing in itself but it's now turned into a you know quite a really nice little band room there um, mm. Yeah, how, how nice is it to have, um, not spoil for choice, but uh, it's great to have great venues and we're incredibly lucky to have them. It's not always the case when you start to travel, um, mm. which I guess, dare say, in the new year, uh, you're going to start to find, find out. <laughs> I hope so. There's always the things that I, I hope will happen and um, mm. obviously there's a lot of hustle involved in, in getting that stuff happening, but I'm... I am doing my best to hustle over here. So, um, but yeah, it's like, especially in Melbourne and, and having grown up, um, even just going to watch other artists, um, there's, we seriously have some of the best, best venues um, that, that I know of. And the sound is incredible and where we have incredible sound engineers everywhere. Like yeah. if, you, if you don't get your first pick, then whoever the second or third or fourth pick is, they're also amazing. And so, um yeah i think i think we're really really lucky and it's it's nerve-wracking approaching venues i think sometimes especially as a very small and starting out artist i think especially the that first workers show i was like they're never going to let me play like i'm not anybody all we have is just this ep that we've made and yeah. um and so i think yeah just as a maybe even as an encouragement to other artists um if you're not sure about booking it i think it's even worth just emailing and, and having the conversation because the people who are booking the bands really like they they know whether there's going to be an audience or not for you and um yeah. and so i i really enjoy just trusting and listening to what they have to say to it's like maybe don't book the saturday night it might be a hard night to mm -hmm. sell out or something like that and so i think um yeah i really i like learning everything i can from the, the bookers at venues and, and learning from other artists and watching and seeing how everybody does does their um, their kind of journey and so yeah so I think we yeah we're super spoiled and um, yeah and hopefully it just keeps getting bigger and better as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's some unbelievable advice for some young artists that have probably questioned how how they can get a gig and how they can cut through and um, you're 100 percent right. You never know unless you 
punch that email out. Um, and then next time you touch base with them, you're not yeah. a cold cold contact anymore. You're a, very much a, a, hopefully, they remember the last email you sent because um, they're able to give you a bit of advice in, on their journey. So um, just tell us quickly an artist that we may, may or may not be familiar with um, that you're kind of really looking up to at the moment and, and getting, drawing some inspiration from. Oh, um, who am I getting inspiration from? I, I love Charlie Adams. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's, um, she is, I think, I think based in, she was based in Nashville. Maybe she's in LA now. Um, but her, her vocals are incredible. Um, I love her songwriting. She's, she's just young and doing amazing things. Um, and I, yeah, I mentioned earlier, but I'm a huge fan of Sam Fender. So I think I, that's, that's starting to filter into our sound a little bit. Um, there's been a few people who mentioned from the last gig, they're like, this is very Sam Fender, Bruce Springsteen. So it's kind of- um, Kind of nice that you've captured yeah. some of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might be heading in that direction a little bit. Um, yeah, the, uh, there's there's so many, but a lot of a lot of Australian artists are doing really great things. Like I, I love watching what Greta Ray is up to, um, and Angie McMahon is a huge influence for me as well. Um, uh, Charlie Collins as well. Um, she she's a an old friend um, and love just like she she's always gonna kill it. She's one of the best artists I think, honestly, that I've ever seen live. Like she is amazing and so um yeah i would say that her album her albums on repeat undone and snow pine they're like i would wouldn't switch those off ever so yeah they're yeah. probably probably my top ones that off the top of my head probably yeah, plenty plenty of talent in amongst that sort of half a dozen odd um we'll i'll make sure i look up some of those uh, mm. and i check back through some back catalogs as well because it's never always a first listen uh, and that's the magic of, I suppose, the the big world that the internet is now. Having you being able to put music out um, in, in somewhat of a, a different way to what it used to be. Um, how are you kind of finding that as a journey at the moment of trying to get some cut through for the classic? You know, you judge by listens, so to yeah. speak, on Spotify and all that to give you some reach. Um, how are you navigating that as a young young musician? Yeah, I I don't know that I'm incredibly good at that because um i i feel like imposter syndrome has um is a bit of a buzzword at the moment <laughs> with musicians but it's really hard to feel like you are making any impact or even that you belong and and so it's surprising when people say they've listened to a song because you're like oh it just feels like it's not like you put all this work into a song and then it kind of just is out for a day for everybody and then it's it's on to the yeah. next thing um but i I really was determined not to do that with Foreigner because I didn't push, I didn't spend all the time that I needed to spend or any of the money I probably should have spent to try and get it playlisted because I felt like it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of song for me. It was more like a, for my life and a thing that I really have to do. I wanted to create that song just as I felt like it should be created. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't and I and I didn't really imagine that it would be um it's not a pop song so I didn't really think that it'd be grabbed everywhere um but I I loved um I loved receiving stories from people who really related to the song and so for me I think 
I, I just kind of checked out of, of look, like looking at plays. Um, like it hasn't gone viral or anything like that, but, um, but I appreciate every single listen that it's had because I think knowing that most of those came from um, personal relationship with people and that they actually went and took the time to listen to it, it might be like, I don't know how many it's had, but a couple of thousand listens is means the world to me because it's, um, I know, I probably know most of the people that have listened to it. And so I think that that gives me the, the joy in that song. But I feel like moving moving forward with other stuff that we're creating, obviously I want to, um, I think I, I will push a little bit harder with those ones because, um, you know, like, there's, it's really hard to create an income or anything like that through music at the moment. Um, but I really just want to be able to spoil the band, like not, <laughs> not um, kind of keep using all their talent and not have anything to give back to them. So, um, so my my hopes is that it will kind of generate something so that um, so that there's a bit of reward for everybody's effort. Um, but for my yeah, just for personally, I'm not I'm not trying to think too much about the plays or anything like that because yeah. I just feel so privileged to be able to make music at all so um, yeah. yeah well I'm privileged enough to have been able to find you uh Heidi um and Saint Victoire it's it's an incredible lineup um there's some beautiful music ahead good luck on this journey um and we'll see you around the traps no doubt um here's where you are going to find uh on the link tree we'll post these in the comments later um please do yourself a favor as molly would say um jump on and gift most importantly try and gift this song to someone else um because i can tell you once that hits their inbox on their email they'll be very thankful later on um and you're right this this could be one song that just sits in amongst your back catalogue that people discover over time uh, and you'll hear some incredible stories like you're already starting to hear on other people's journeys uh, yeah. in life. So uh, I think that's the beauty of music and how people interpret it um, very much so. So good luck uh, on your journey. Uh, thanks for joining us on episode 119 of what's been happening on a quiet Tuesday night, let's face it. Um, I'm sure you'd be reading or sleeping and dreaming of another song uh i think that was really really nice little insight of how you uh how the songs come to you uh they're almost like a listen for you uh instead of a um something you write uh you kind of um basically writing the words that have that you feel like someone's told you and i think that's an incredible uh way to to approach the rest of your songwriting potentially so well done and congratulations thank you so much thanks heaps aaron Really love being on here. It's been a great chat. Awesome. Nice to hear. Um, it shows you how quickly an hour can go by. Uh, I didn't waste too much oh, time. It has been a an hour. So you've been very generous <laughs> with your time. A couple of beautiful songs there. Uh, thanks for joining us on episode Thank 190. You. You're amazing. And we'll see you soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. Heidi Allison, uh, what an incredible artist. Um, make sure you check out all the links for St. Victoire. Um, and also I'd like to quickly thank uh, this list of incredible artists that we've had uh, on this little journey so far, and may there be many more um, coming up in the future. So have a great week. Uh, make sure you get out and see a gig, most importantly. Connect with an artist. Um, please jump on and buy a few CDs. It's, it's one of those uh, madness 
um, for Crazy Fridays coming up where uh, there's a lot of stuff on sale. And there's also Bandcamp Fridays and all sorts of things to jump on and try and gift music to people. So please think of artists uh, in, in amongst coming leading into Christmas. Um, that would be an incredible gift to give a friend uh, a new artist that they've never heard of um, and become a passionate fan, most importantly. So look forward to uh, seeing you out there at a gig soon and look after yourselves. Have a great week. See you later.